Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d chiroinositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey, sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth, please, so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna put them wrong. Control of yourself Join a sister and a mister Wait, 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 wait. What did the guy say to you? Okay, sisters. So like 10 years ago, long time ago, I was dating a guy and he once said that a girl's hair is half her personality. And I never forgot that <laughs> comment because I thought it was so dumb. That's a, one of the rudest yeah. things someone I, can say to a person. I was like, I think I'm more than my hair. Like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I understand. So this podcast episode is about hair loss and I understand the devastation of hair loss and I'm not disregarding that. It's very devastating, but it's also important to have mm. perspective about life and body image and your self image and understand that our physical features don't define us. Yeah. And when you're going through all these PCOS symptoms, this is something to really hold on to and mm -hmm. think about. And it will make you have a stronger character and more self-confidence than anyone else, despite the symptoms of PCOS. Yeah. And I mean, I look back on when I was struggling with all the symptoms at once and, you know, things were awful. And... During that moment, I didn't realize this, but later I realized, you know what, that all of that was just physical symptoms. My emotional spirit, my happiness is so important. And now I prioritize that so much more than caring about what I look like on the outside. That is a beautiful message. And I think the example you gave was about like that guy you were dating 
I think he was just trying to compliment you and yeah. saying, you know, but like, I I never forgot that because yeah, I didn't take it as a compliment. Uh, yeah, totally. And, and I understand why, because like you're, that's putting the pressure that your hair always has to be on point Yeah, because that's what's going to make you be who you are, which like, yeah. you, like you just explained, that's not the case. Like that's just one physical feature. It just goes to show how much he thought of me. Like exactly. I was just a pretty girl yeah. with hair. Like what? That's a good way of pointing well, it out. What right? about after that? Like years later, my hair started falling out. I was really stressed. I was doing my dietetic internship mm -hmm. and my hair thinned. Now it was long and when it started thinning, I didn't like how, you know, it was starting to look anymore. So I cut it short and then I did this cute bob. I, I made it work even though my hair was thinning. Yeah. And like that guy's comment, like I would still think of him. I'm like, I can't believe he said that to me. Like I'm trying to overcome this. I'm trying mm -hmm. not to let it not get to me mm -hmm. and define me, you know, and I'm not going to let that comment get to me either. Absolutely. And that I, I hope that message goes out to all the sisters listening right now. If you're having, you know, those symptoms of hair loss, you know, that does not define who you are. It doesn't mean that you're not beautiful. It doesn't change anything about you. You are still who you are and it's just one like, symptom that you may need to like just reverse through diet and lifestyle and get down to the root cause it doesn't mean that anything is broken or something is broken it just means that maybe this some things symptom. need adjustment yeah everybody yeah. is different too like all our sim everyone's symptoms look different that's yeah. part of the reason why it's so hard to diagnose pcos mm -hmm. you know i had awful acne some sisters don't have awful ac acne some sisters have awful hair loss and something sim uh, sisters don't like I didn't have it so much yeah. but I did have some you know so it's different on everyone but you know we will talk to you about how to reverse this in this episode mm -hmm. we don't want you to feel down about it any longer yeah. we're trying to instill confidence and um, build character through these symptoms of PCOS yeah and then before we get into like a hair loss how to treat it the root causes and all that I want to just give one example so it sets up like sets you up with with hope and motivation I want to give an example of a fellow sister her name was Fatima oh, yeah. and Fatima messaged us on Instagram and I hope you're listening Fatima uh, she messaged us on Instagram I would say like about six months ago saying she was experiencing uh, hair loss and I believe some facial hair growth and uh, like some of these symptoms and she asked how she can you know like reverse this like she was feeling very down and, you know, we recommended, you know, focusing on diet and lifestyle, specifically, you know, how gluten and dairy free can help with insulin resistance and how insulin resistance can can be one of the underlying factors for hair loss, which we'll get into. And, you know, she took our suggestion and made some of the changes she thought she, she thought that was best for her. And a few months later, I want to say like a month or two later, she DM'd us and said, Talin, Sirak, my hair is growing back. I see baby hairs. Oh my God, I feel so much happier. I can't believe it's actually reversing. And we still speak with her to this day on on Instagram lives through, through yeah, DMs. Yeah, she was on our live yesterday. Yeah, and, she, and it's so um, like inspiring, motivational to see, you know, in person how someone can actually reverse these symptoms without going through like these uh, very restrictive manners mm -hmm. or even going through something that's uh, that maybe they don't want to do. So... That's We're really some happy sort of for her. Yeah, inspirational story yeah, for you there, sisters. A beacon of hope right there. Exactly. She started growing her hair. But I also hear sisters like uh, they message us saying that their baby hairs are growing yeah. back, like yeah, on yeah, the yeah. sides of their head. Yeah. And I think that's cool too. Like that's a interesting way to notice the hair growing back, those like thin hairs on the sides. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, let's go into the episode. 
So hair loss. Uh, we should mention that hair loss is a normal part of your hair sh shedding cycle. So if you see a hair on your brush or in the shower, like don't automatically assume that you're experiencing hair loss because it's a normal cycle for certain hairs to fall off, new ones to grow. It happens to everyone with hair. Mm -hmm, exactly. I mean, I see hair fall all the time, like on my brush, in the shower. I don't think I have that same hair loss that I had at one point. Yeah. But um, it's normal. You're going to lose some hair. Yeah. Hair loss with PCOS is called androgenic alopecia. So it's a result of high androgens, mm -hmm. high testosterone, high DHEA, high androstenedione. Androstenedione. Okay. Androstenedione. These are stress hormones, the, you know, testosterone, male hormone. This is the same reason why men lose their hair. Mm, don't look at me like that. Uh. <laughs> I, she's just trying to look at me on my hair. I mean... I feel like every man's or every like uh, fear, like, the biggest fear for men is like losing their hair. Yeah. I would say too. And just, um, I mean, I mean, at least a lot of them experience it. I'm scared. I'm pretty sure I will experience it at some point in the future. Yeah. Who knows? You know, genetics play, but genetics yeah. do play. Like, but that's where, sorry, that's where what you said earlier about that's not who you are as a person. Yeah. That was, that is something that, you know, I will probably have to accept at some point in the future when I, when I go, uh, when I'm balding or things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I don't feel like society judges men as much as they would women mm. with hair loss. That's and that being said, don't let society judge you. Exactly. Like this is your life. Yeah. You, you know, you're managing your symptoms. Yeah. So basically with PCOS, that testosterone, here's what happens. It breaks down to a potent form of testosterone called DHT. Mm -hmm. And then this gets into the hair follicles oil gland. What, so if you see a picture of a hair follicle, you see an oil gland next to the hair follicle. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is this DHT actually shrinks the hair follicle and it shrinks it and it kills it off in the process. And that causes the hair loss. And it also increases oil production in that oil gland. So if you get cystic acne, you know, that's also how you get cystic acne. So for my body, I got more cystic acne than hair loss. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. But this is the process of what's happening. So I, I just want to, I love to always like break down what you explain and make it super clear. So the testosterone, where is the testosterone coming from? The ovaries? Or, right. Okay. So the testosterone is coming into the body, let's mm -hmm. just say. And it's being broken down into the most po one of the most potent forms of testosterone called DHT. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this DHT, it gets into the hair follicles oil gland mm -hmm. and shrinks the hair follicle. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Is that, did I understand right. that? Okay. And then that's where the, because it, it gets, sh it gets shrunk. It kills it off the hair growing off. process. Yeah. And then basically, okay. Yeah. All right. See, I'm learning with you. Sisters. Interesting to know, because now when you visualize it, um, and you can really understand what's happening. And so when you make the lifestyle changes, you're like, okay, well, this is going to prevent DHT from doing this to my hair fog. You know, that process gets you more motivated to make changes. Mm -hmm. So basically this looks like a receding hairline, the mid part or crown of your head recedes, and it feels very devastating because it just, it can happen in clumps. You know, it's very upsetting. Yeah. So I deeply sympathize how your hair should be growing is what should happen is your hair grows at the bottom of your hair follicle. 
your blood vessels should feed the roots of your hair mm -hmm. and then your hair should push out through the skin and pass through the oil glands to keep it shiny and then you'll you would have healthy hair but here's what happens with pcos do you want to launch into it babe no you do you're explaining <laughs> so i'm trying to learn with you explaining so i could okay you know, good absorb the information absorb. and regurgitate on a future life <laughs> maybe we'll be massaging your hair with special oils to keep the tht from causing it to we'll have both of us will do these like hair masks one I'm day <laughs> oh I'm my good. gosh we should do this youtube video <laughs> okay <laughs> so some women have more sensitive receptor sites in the hair follicle and this makes it more efficient at accepting the dht and then that makes them more sensitive to hair loss so like i said everyone is different some sisters will have more hair loss than others you know and personally my oil glands are more sensitive and i'm more prone to acne mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um excess testosterone and then another cause for pc so that's one cause another cause for pcos hair loss that excess testosterone and androgens can cause inflammation so when you have inflammation the hair follicles are more sensitive to that oxidative stress which is inflammation and you know antioxidants can help with this an anti-inflammatory diet can help with this because all that inflammation is going to create maybe redness on your skin bumps and mm -hmm. of course hair fallout so then in this case, you want to make sure that you're getting a good amount of antioxidant foods yeah, or food. you're basing your diet around things that will be uh, a good antioxidant, you know? Yeah. And um, eating enough, because yeah. if you don't have those nutrients and antioxidants yeah. in your diet, then, you know, your body's not going to prioritize hair oh, growth. Yeah. yeah. Many, many people um, forget about the, the lack of nutrients being a factor on your hair. Yeah. Like your hair, just like anything else, needs to grow. It needs to, uh, it needs nutrients vitamins or things like that to basically grow healthy and if it doesn't have enough maybe you're cutting calories you're not eating enough foods or mm -hmm. eating the wrong foods maybe then it doesn't get the proper nutrients it needs to grow and be like you know um healthy yeah think of it this way hair is not useful to our body oh how like, dare you that's not true hair is just hair it's not doing but, that much but there is a I mean, biological a reason for it but, it's to keep us warm okay fine but it's and not it a gives priority. You eyebrows so that you can make mean faces at me and, <laughs> and give me your attitude when you're not happy oh, with me. That's God. what hair is for. I'll tell you that much. It was made for wives <laughs> to get mad at their husbands. That's why hair is here. No, no. What I'm trying to say is mm -hmm. if you have a lack of nutrients, your body's not going to prioritize hair over making hormones. Yeah, that's true. So that's think true. of it this way. Yes. Like you need those nutrients. You need to be eating enough. Yeah cutting those calories, cutting those carbs, this restriction can bring on inflammation, stress hormones, gathering around your hair follicle, like I said, and causing them to fall out. Yes. Okay. So the third reason for hair loss with PCOS is thyroid. So thyroid-related hair loss is more uniform. It's all over your head. Mm -hmm. And a lot of sisters have this. A fourth of women with PCOS have hypothyroidism. And this is when you're not producing enough thyroid hormone. Or if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition where your, your body is attacking the thyroid gland, you're also not producing enough thyroid hormone. So when the thyroid hormone is disrupted the hair doesn't grow back and starts to thin, like I said, all over the head. Mm 
So if you feel tired, cold, if you have dry skin, you're uh, gaining weight, the hair is uh, falling all over your head, might be a sign of thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. So you have to get a full thyroid panel to really see what's going on and make sure that your thyroid is doing okay. This is one of the PCOS types. So yeah. many of us have it. And the symptoms of thyroid issues are similar to the symptoms of PCOS. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the reasons why we might struggle with hair loss. And as a mister, I'll just, um, I like to always summarize. Summarize. So just to go, um, so the three reasons for hair loss uh, that we just, just talked about, we talked about, well, Actually, rewind if you want to re-listen to all the details. I'll just I'll just summarize real quickly. Mm -hmm. But the three reasons we just mentioned were some women with PCOS have more sensitive receptors in the hair follicles, which are more efficient at, at accepting DHT and then therefore making them more sensitive to hair loss. Did I say that right? Right. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, when you have excess testosterone and androgens, it can cause inflammation. And then hair since hair follicles are sensitive to oxidative stress, and uh, this basically the inflammation that comes can lead to the hair follicles falling out. Mm -hmm. And then the third is thyroid, you know, hypothyroidism, uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It can actually lead to hair loss as well. Yes. And the difference is that the Hashimoto's is all over, whereas androgenic alopecia is the hairline and like the middle part of the crown. Okay, great. So yes, if you want to listen back to that to hear the details, please go back. And uh, with that, we'll move to... What are the treatments yes. for hair loss? How can we treat hair loss at the root cause, at the underlying issues so we can fix it and not just put a mask or put a mm -hmm. Band-Aid on it? Exactly. So common drug treatment, one of them is spironolactone. Now, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to say that, like, don't take it because sometimes hair loss is so devastating mm -hmm. that, you know, drug intervention might be necessary, you know. So spironolactone mimics the shape of testosterone and it blocks the receptor. So DHT can't get in there and mm -hmm. make that follicle weak and cause the hair to fall out. Okay. So one of the effects can that spironolactone can have, though, is it can stop us from ovulating and this causes irregular periods. So it's important that we ovulate because that is what suppresses excess testosterone. It blocks, you know, having too much testosterone. Yeah. And it also so, helps to make, you know, pro uh, progesterone, right? yeah, which exactly. is a natural testosterone blocker. Yeah. So you're taking this drug. It's helping with the testosterone. It's like blocking it, but it's also stopping you from ovulating. Oh, and then that your natural ability to block the testosterone is being suppressed. So with this case, you're basically making the root cause worse, but fixing it at the same time, basically like yeah. a Band-Aid fix. You're putting a Band-Aid over it to kind of like, ah, I don't want to deal with yeah. this, but really you're not really fixing it. It's like, yeah. But if you take spironolactone in conjunction with diet lifestyle changes that reduce your testosterone levels, mm -hmm. then eventually you could get off of it and not struggle with hair loss anymore because now you've reversed the root issue. Then we go to Kumbaya. Then we say Kumbaya. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But then there are tips to actually naturally treat hair loss at the root cause. I love saying the root cause with hair because it's like... Root? Yeah, the root of your hair. It's like the root, you know. <laughs> we are just cheesy joke makers here, but you know, mm -hmm. we do what we can. Okay, so the tips to naturally treat hair loss, babe, what would be your first tip? 
Well, actually, you read them. I mean, definitely like insulin resistance is one of the main tips, but oh, we'll yeah. get we'll, we'll get to that one. Let's first go over some of the other tips that we haven't talked about as much. Uh, the first one being rosemary oil. Mm-hmm. So rosemary oil works by blocking testosterone from converting to DHT. As you listened earlier, DHT is one of the most potent forms of testosterone, therefore the most damaging. So uh, what they did was they did a research study. They took 100 people with hair loss and put rosemary oil on their scalp. And they found that it was just as effective as Rogaine. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, Rogaine is a, it's a, it's a men's hair loss product. They basically, it's like a, a spray or something they put on a man to help them um, regrow hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they found that rosemary oil was just as effective as this. And they used about 15 drops into the scalp twice a day. At three months, there was no change. But at six months, they saw improvement. This is because it takes a long time for hair to grow. And you have to be patient and trust the lifestyle change. Just like with earlier, we were mentioning about Fatima's story and how it took her about six months, a little mm-hmm. bit more to um, fully get, get her hair back. And I mean, it, t- it took her a couple months to just start it, start the process. So with that being said, with any diet lifestyle change, it's going to take up about, you know, six, 12 months. Yeah. You have to be patient and your hair follicle has a lot li- a lifespan. Mm. It can't just like instantly show up and grow. Yeah. You have to give it time to regrow, to reroot itself, to to grow long enough for you to notice like this is going to take some time. It's not going to take three months. It's going to take six, 12 months. Yes. How much does your hair grow in one month? Isn't it half an inch? I have no idea. I and I feel so. like everyone's different too. About yeah, everyone's different. But my point is like it grows so slowly that you can't expect instant results oh, with yeah. hair regrowth. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay, uh, the next one is spearmint tea. This is a popular one. Uh, so spearmint tea also stops the conversion of testosterone to DHT. And two cups a day significantly improves testosterone levels. And that's actually one of the things that Fatima did herself. I remember she said um, she listened to our advice about spearmint tea and she would drink it basically multiple times a day. So that's also one of our go-to oh, tips. Oh, yeah. Studies show you know spearmint tea and rosemary oil. So these are really two potent tips that yeah. you should <laughs> yeah exactly immediately put into effect <laughs> yeah and, and just remember though when you do these two things you also want to incorporate other diet and lifestyle changes to get the uh, full benefit yeah incorporate all five of these tips and oh, call yeah. us in six months and let us know yes exactly so number three on the list are pumpkin seeds so pumpkin seeds are rich in iron sorry iron zinc magnesium and antioxidants mm-hmm. so the oil in pumpkin seeds actually has the ability to inhibit DHT production from testosterone by blocking the alpha-5 reductase enzyme. Yeah. What, what, what? Let me repeat that one time, sorry. <laughs> so the oil in pumpkin seed has the ability to inhibit DHT production. We talked about that DHT is the most potent form of mm-hmm. testosterone. So it blocks that. And how does it do it? It blocks the alpha-5 reductase enzyme which is what converts testosterone to dht yes that's how most of these things work that's they're like blocking that enzyme from converting testosterone to dht and dht is what gathers around that hair follicle causing it to hair out fall out yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) like we said so uh and then related to that is saw palmetto so the fourth one the fourth tip is saw palmetto which is a herb that prevents the conversion of testosterone to DHT. So similar to the other ones, saw palmetto 
pumpkin seeds, spearmint, uh, spearmint tea, rosemary oil, rosemary oil. These are all focusing on that conversion of testosterone to DHT and also just making sure that the testosterone levels aren't so high. So here's what we're going to do, sisters. You're going to pour yourself some hot spearmint tea. Yeah. You're going to get a small handful of pumpkin seeds mm -hmm. and put it next to the tea in a bowl. Oh, yeah. You're going to put some rosemary oil in your hair. You're going to grab a supplement, a saw palmetto supplement, swallow it, and go sit on the couch, sip your tea, your pumpkin seeds, and wait six months. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Every night. This is your nightly wind-down routine for hair regrowth. Yeah. Let us know in six months what happens. And we should just put a disclaimer. Obviously, we are not your doctors, so if, if any of these supplements or things we mentioned you maybe maybe you have allergy to or maybe okay, yeah. you don't know for sure if you should be of taking course. it please consult, consult with your doctor, your doctor if you have any questions about it um especially like any supplement like i don't know salt palmetto these things they are natural but of course everyone's different your reaction might be different so mm -hmm. it's our job to tell you if you have any questions or if you have any um you know uh concerns consult with your doctor first All right. but you can't out supplement a poor diet. Yes. So, babe, launch into the insulin resistance. Yes. So the last tip to naturally treat hair loss, I would say this is the biggest tip because this tip is going to go along with the other four tips we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. You have to do this one if you really want everything else to work. And that is managing insulin resistance. We've said it so many times on lives, on podcasts, but we'll say it again insulin resistance 70 to 80 percent of women with pcos have insulin resistance and insulin resistance can lead to multiple different symptoms that's why earlier we talked about how every woman with pcos has different symptoms that are more dominant than others and insulin resistance can cause some of them like that so like for, for some people it can cause more acne for some people it can cause more hair loss for some hair growth for others something else so with that being said it's just like um in treating insulin resistance can be really uh, a great solution to one of a lot of these symptoms exactly and we tell you all about how to do this you know in our other podcasts but we can briefly gloss over it oh, here absolutely. too we'll go, we'll go into right now going gluten and dairy free can reduce that spike of insulin yeah, as well as inflammation because... And inflammation, yeah. Yeah, because so gluten and dairy are two of the biggest food groups that actually cause inflammation and insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. So we talked about 70 to 80% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance and one of the, uh, everyone with PCOS basically has inflammation type. So we're already, we're already treating the two causes right here that can lead to hair loss. And uh, not to mention ovacetol. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, the ovacetol, as we've talked about on uh, a couple of weeks ago, is a inos natural inositol supplement. It helps to basically treat the um, insulin resistance at the root cause, which is, you know, making sure that your ratio of your inositols are correct. And, um, yeah, I mean, ovacetol, yeah. gluten, dairy-free, those are Figuring great ways to manage it. Sorry, figuring out your carb tolerance too. Not completely cutting it out because that could be stressful. Yep. And now stress can trigger DHEA and then the hair loss. So you don't want to do anything like that, but you can figure out your carb tolerance, reduce it a little, see if that feels good, you know, uh, starting at 150 grams and then slowly reducing to see what range is what fits your body. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, there's just so many ways to tackle insulin resistance. We can turn this whole episode into I a know. whole nother. I mean, and you might be wondering why <laughs> insulin resistance. Earlier, you were talking about testosterone and this and oh, that, yeah. but why? Why does insulin resistance have anything to do with it? There's actually, there's a science behind it. Do you want to explain that, babe? Yeah, insulin. When you have excess insulin in your bloodstream, it goes onto your ovaries and it triggers high testosterone, mm -hmm. and so that high testosterone causes a myriad of symptoms, including hair loss and so many others, um, and ovulation, like not being able to ovulate, not producing enough progesterone, and then, you know, producing way too much testosterone again because you can't suppress it, and so on, hair loss. So insulin triggers high testosterone. All right. And I just want to mention this part. This is my favorite part of the explanation is the liver. Oh, please. The liver produces <laughs> something called sex hormone binding globulin. Uh -huh. And the, the, the task of the globulin is to basically um, wipe away the testosterone that's being that's being um, overproduced. Overproduced. So the, the globulin goes and it wipes that, wipes that clean so that your ratio of uh, testosterone is at a normal level. However, when you have insulin resistance, the liver uh, can sometimes produce less of this um, sex hormone binding globulin. So now that, that now the testosterone, it, uh, the ratio becomes too high. Yeah. And that's when you have these symptoms of basically hair loss, weight gain, mm -hmm. um, a lot of these different symptoms that we've talked about. Yeah. So just imagine like high testosterone or high insulin is triggering high testosterone. And it's also suppressing sex hormone blind, binding globulin from mm -hmm. cleaning up that high testosterone. Mm -hmm. And now the testosterone's just running rampant, causing yeah. all these symptoms. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are again at the good old <laughs> insulin resistance. Seriously. So, uh, yeah, that we just basically covered all the tips. And as you can hear from the last one, we would say the biggest thing is insulin resistance and pairing that with all the other um, supplements and the things that we mentioned really making them all synergistically work together. If, that, if I said that right, synergistically. Synergistically. And then we we actually asked you, sisters, we asked you on Instagram. If you don't follow us, make sure you follow us at PCOS.WeightLoss. And we also have one for the podcast, A Sister and Her Mister. But um, we did a DM question. We said, what are your tips for hair loss for sisters? And these were your responses. Naturally, Tiffany said, saw, palme saw palmetto. Woo, we mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Ashley Silly says, zinc and vitamin D. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, too. Those those are also great for um, hair loss. Zinc, though, you want to make sure that you're taking it with the supervision of a doctor because if you take high doses of zinc, you know, you might be copper deficient. Yeah. You have to take zinc with copper. Yeah, most zinc thing. supplements have a little bit of copper in it because I, I believe, if I remember correctly, when you take zinc, it needs some sort of um, copper to bind to or something like that. So yeah. it, it like sucks away the copper from your body. So you need to take Replenish it. Replenish it. Yeah, you need to take it with um, with copper in order to get the full benefits, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Yes, Danny Love says... Ooh, shout out to Danny Love. I, I love it. She's, she's always, always responding. Responding I love and she's like very engaging uh -huh. in the lives. Shout out to Danny Love doing so many good things with her PCS. Yes. She says in the shower, she does a scalp massage. That's smart. That's cool. I've seen those on Amazon. These like brushes that massage your scalp. I actually do that too with my fingers. I like if I'm taking a sh oh. uh, shampoo, if I'm doing shampoo, I'll like massage my, like my skin. Uh -huh. I'll like scratch my head basically for like two minutes. <laughs> Is that why it's so I don't know. luscious? I, don't know. I read one time that like your, your, your scalp gets dry. So you have to like kind of like 
do that, like scratch it a little bit to kind of mm. like clean up the dry skin. Interesting. But I could be wrong. Maybe I'm doing something. <laughs> no, I've heard that massaging and like doing that really helps with yeah. stimulating your yeah. hair follicles. Sona Laika says collagen every day. That's great. I've heard collagen can help too. Mm -hmm. The protein. Because yeah. collagen does have, it's, it's a little bit different than other kinds of protein because collagen has a lot of things that help with recovery of uh, muscles and different re uh, regenerative parts mm -hmm. of your body. Yes. Kara Lo Loves Dogs says rosemary essential oil on her scalp. Excellent. Nice. We said that too. Yeah. Um, Aite says castor oil. I've heard of this working as well. Interesting. There's a lot of different oils for your scalp that can help. Vanna O says vitamin D and and don't work night shifts if you can help it. That could be the because of the lack of sleep, right? Yes. We should have mentioned that we didn't really talk about sleep, but sleep mm -hmm. really can be uh, stressful. Yes, yeah, or if it can cause stress when you're not sleeping enough, you're not getting enough um, recovery time for your body, yeah. so your hair doesn't get enough basically regeneration when you're sleeping to be able to you know. Uh, be healthy yeah and you become more insulin resistant by not getting enough sleep mm -hmm. and if you're working the night shift it's a lot harder because your um circadian rhythm is off like the time when your body wants to be asleep it's awake and when you're awake you want to be asleep and so that cortisol dysregulation that happens as a result mm -hmm. can affect your hair your stress hormones and your hair amazing interesting great so that was all the tips from fellow sisters. Uh, and then we actually, well, that will pretty much cover up the episode about hair loss. Mm -hmm. We're going to go on to the wins of the week. But before we do that, we actually have a question from the PCOS hotline. This week is actually, I picked a question that was about hair loss. Um, Hit it. And um, just the FY to the shui, if you don't know about our hotline, it is 1833-ASK-PCOS, A-S-K-PCOS, and you can leave a voicemail or you can text us a question. But in your voicemail, you can feel free to either leave a testimonial that how we've helped you or leave a question that we can play on the podcast here. So today's question comes from Maria and she asks or she says, Talin, this question is directly for you. I've been experiencing hair loss and following your advice with uh, diet and lifestyle changes, but I'm wondering about my shampoo products. Should I be using the regular shampoo products that I find at stores, or should I be going for something that has more natural ingredients, comma, etc.? That's a great That's question. That's a great question, yeah. Um, you know, with shampoo, I, a few years ago, changed mine from you know, whatever drugstore shampoo I was using, any mm -hmm. random one, herbal essences and so on. Um, I changed it to this brand called Attitude because it's much healthier. I looked it up on the EWG website and oh, it was less toxic. You should tell them about that website. Yeah, the EWG website can... It can show you what cosmetics are more toxic than others. It can show you what cleaning products are more toxic. And so I looked up the Pantene Pro-V and it was like so toxic. Yeah, a lot then, of those kind, those kind of brands are. And I'm more sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people might like these shampoos and they, they might not yeah. have this problem. And not to mention, like, let's be honest, sometimes those shampoos are a lot cheaper. Yeah. And if, you're, if yeah. you can't afford it, maybe your budget is, is a little different. I mean, you don't have a choice but to go for those kinds, those like cheaper options. Yeah. I, who's going to pay like an arm and a leg for like $30? Yeah. Shampoo. Like if you have responsibilities, you have certain things you have to take care of. Like yeah. you're going to go with the cheaper options. Unfortunately, 
those ones that are being offered cheaper can sometimes mm -hmm. be um, worse quality, let's just say. But the Attitude Shampoo is not too expensive. Oh, I get good. it off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. I use the body soap as well. Yeah. And I just feel much more comfortable using this shampoo. Yeah. And I personally use those two. And I mean, I don't know, like when you like see the bad ingredients and you think about, okay, if I'm going to take this every single day of my life. Every day. The, until the day I one day expire. I'm just, I would rather feel more comfortable with a, something that doesn't have those ingredients. Because, I mean, I don't know, like, who knows, like, what your skin absorbing is absorbing. every single day, hot water opening your pores. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, again, like I said in another episode, I changed the loofah that I was using to something more natural because I realized I was scrubbing myself mm. with plastic. Hot plastic because of the water, oh too. Oh, my gosh. And I mean, guys. and like, who knows, like, there's no research that, you know, that says that links these products directly links to shampoo like, to uh pcos or even but, hair loss right there's no yeah. studies but like there are some harmful ingredients and it may be um if we're more sensitive them. yeah it might impact and it could more. be an endocrine disruptor too we had yeah, an episode about endocrine disruptors and shampoos are one of those <laughs> things because they have some weird ingredients i don't know the exact yeah. names of the ingredients but like pantene like time was mentioning and others exactly all right cleaning up the shower yeah Doing a rosemary oil mask afterwards. <laughs> Just sipping on your spearmint tea. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so I actually wonder if you can make a shampoo. You just freaking add like rosemary oil. You put you put spearmint tea inside of it. I don't see why not. And you just like mix it with some soap. Natural soap. And that's your shampoo. That'd be a weird one. But I'm who here knows? for it. Who knows? Okay. So to finish up the episode, we're going to go to... Uh, one of our favorite parts of the episode, which is the win of the week, where we always, um, every week, we like to mention a sister who's been managing her PCOS like a boss. And this week, we have two. I, mean, I think usually we have two, huh? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I get excited. We have so many. And I'm just like, how can I choose one? I what if I said one and Sirak read the other? Yeah. So here we are. So I'll read the first one. And the first one is actually from the sisterhood. And she messaged us on, uh, or she shared this message on Facebook. If you don't know, if you're part of the sisterhood, we have a private Facebook group where you can actually ask questions, share your experience, and more. So this is from Sarah. Sarah says, uh, she tagged both me and Talin. She said, I cannot thank you both enough. I've been struggling with PCOS for nearly 20 years. I feel like I've tried many different sport groups, etc. But you guys make it much more understandable and you're always consistent with your message, which makes it easier to implement. And because you look absolutely fabulous, Talin, I feel I can be that way too. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can. That's so nice. And you are. Um, which gives me great motivation. Many of my friends and family also follow you and they are finally starting to understand and get it. This is honestly life-changing in so many ways. Thank you so much for being fantastic mentors, role models, and great information givers. Wow. Thank you so much. Sir. That was so nice of you to say. And what a sweet message, babe. Seriously. It made my day when I picked it, and it just made my day after you read it again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, it took her 20 years, or she's been struggling for 20 years, and that should be like a like a good motivator right there that no matter how long you've been struggling or you know trying to figure it figure it out it's never too late and in yeah. sarah's case now it seems like she's a lot happier more moti more motivated That's and the so best cool. part her friends and family are, are finally starting us. to understand i can't believe they're watching us too yeah That's and they're so nice and they're finally starting to get it right like yeah i love that that's like because if you're trying to explain pcs to somebody your loved one and it's so frustrating 
I bet the moment they finally start to understand, you're like, hallelujah, bro. You're finally listening to me. (laughs) Sisters, if you're struggling with convincing anyone that PCOS is a metabolic syndrome, here we go again with my alarm. Yeah, the reminder. Um, Just tell them to follow us at (laughs) PCOS.weightloss. We'll fix it. Fix all your problems. <laughs> oh, there's Will's telling. Oh my there's the telling good. All right. The next win. Now, the next win is from Ninula. She says, oh, my God, Talene, I've been gluten and dairy free for about three months and I've lost 20 pounds. I didn't notice at first, but went to my doctor's appointment today and they put me on the scale. I haven't restricted calories or deprived myself and just practiced yoga and Pilates once a week and no hit workouts. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. That's great. She's a great example of a sister who's figured out what type of workouts work best for her. Yeah. Hit studies show can help with women who have PCOS for women who have PCOS, but it can also be very intense and it can be very, you know, stressful for a lot of sisters. So look at how she's figured out how yoga and Pilates work better for her. She lost 20 pounds. Yeah, She does it once a week and no hit. So like just changing up those, you know, what's causing the stress hormones to spike Uh and what's making them not spike and focusing more on. The her, positive stuff. Yeah, and her root issue with yeah. PCOS. And it sounds like uh, she wasn't checking the scale that often, which we don't, which right. we, we recommend not checking the s- scale often, you know, checking it like once a week at the most. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like she says, you know, they put me on the scale and she realized at that point she had lost yeah. some weight. So that's great. Like not putting the pressure on yourself. Totally. And just focusing on how you feel more yeah. than the number on the scale. And then then you can hone in on what's working for you and what's not for her, Pilates and yoga. Yes. Amazing. Great job, sisters. Well, ladies, I hope you have figured a new self-care routine for the evenings. Yeah, we hope this helps with uh, any of your um, symptoms. uh, Of hair loss. Yeah, of hair loss. And we hope that you're able to kind of start one of these um, tips that we mentioned maybe today or tomorrow or when you feel uh, comfortable and see how it helps you yeah and let us know how it goes in a few months exactly all right sisters thank you for listening we'll be, we'll be back uh with another episode next week but talk to you today. soon all right bye-bye bye if you enjoyed listening to this podcast you have to come check out the sisterhood it's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of pcos from stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.